Oh boy. What is your name? That's how a lot of the young Vietnamese children here talk. And I just met, and it's just so cute. I, I just met a little kid. So the other day I actually did a podcast on my personal channel. I actually do it on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. So it's soundcloud.com forward slash Philip Arthur Moore. Or it's on iTunes too. But it's not totally business related. It's all personal stuff related to Vietnam, expat life, medicine, things like that, right? So uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, a little kid came over to the house who my wife will be teaching English soon along with my assistants. So I will be doing the audio component of it, the pronunciation, the speaking, and my wife will do a ton of the writing and the reading because her writing and reading is fantastic. But Nobody can speak like a native, uh, a native speaker. Nobody. It doesn't matter how long you've been studying a language, you will never, ever be able to speak like a native, which is why I never use the term when I'm speaking Vietnamese. I never say I speak like a native. I never say near native, ever. I don't even use the word fluent. And I've, I've studied, I graduated with a degree specifically for Vietnamese studies. I speak Vietnamese probably 80% or 90% of my day. It's just my day, what I do. It, not because I want to, but because I have to. So the, re the reason I bring this up is this little kid brought us an apple each, uh, Chang and I. And I never had a chance to go outside and thank him or say hi or do anything. And I, I think he was really sort of nervous and you know, wanting to meet me. And so today I had to go into the kitchen and I see this little bicycle in the front yard, which is all concrete. And I say, but, uh, hey, honey, what, uh, whose bike is this? And I see this little kid. He's maybe seven, year old, seven years old or eight, maybe nine. I don't know. He looks quite young, but he's very, very cute, very cute kid. And she says, this is the little boy who gave us the apples. I said, oh my God, really? And so I said to him, because he's taking an English course from my wife and I, or my wife and me rather, I said, hi, how are you? What's your name? <laughs> and his face was just like, uh, 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 what, 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 huh? Uh. And it's not that he didn't know what his name is, and it's not that he didn't know what I was asking him. I think it was that he froze up because I'm a thousand feet taller than him, a thousand pounds heavier than him. I have a beard the size of Chris Kringle right now. I just look scary. I look like a big brown bear that's just, you know, I can, I can, I can bite his arm off. But I'm, I'm like a honey bear, right? I'm a honey bear. I'm very soft, but all the kid sees is this huge, massive presence, and he started clamming up. And it really made me think about sometimes the reason we don't perform well is because of the circumstances not, and not because we don't know what we're doing. And that makes me think about these coding tests for people, which is just utterly stupid and ridiculous. A live coding test. When are you ever going to have a live coding test in your life? Ever. When is someone ever going to be standing over your shoulder like, hey, why don't you go ahead and code out that software for me? Uh, it's due in three weeks. Why don't I stand over your shoulder while you do it for the next three weeks? It's never going to happen. 
So I don't know why it's part of the interview process. I will never understand that. I'm sure there are advocates for it. I'm sure there's a lot of people who say, well, it proves that someone can think this way and this way and this way. I think it's rubbish. I'm terrible at them. But if you leave me alone and if you don't talk to me and if you give me my code editor and if you give me my development environment, I'm probably going to make some pretty good stuff, like really good stuff. If you ask me to do anything under a certain amount of pressure, I'm probably not going to be able to do it the way that I need to. And software is just software, and it's it's not a it's not a high pressure environment unless you're working for like the government, right? Google is not a high pressure environment, or at least it shouldn't be. Basecamp, Apple, all these large companies. So, anyways, this this, this interaction with this little kid made me think of that. Sometimes it's not that people don't know what you're asking them. It's that the pressure of the moment sort of blocks their mind out. So make people comfortable, man. Just make them comfortable. Oh, yeah.